Welcome to Data Points, a podcast by InterSystems Learning Services. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite podcast app. Links can be found at datapoints.intersystems.com. I'm Derek Robinson, and on today's episode, I'll chat with Thomas Dyer about AI Link and integrated ML. Welcome to the Data Points Podcast by InterSystems Learning Services. On today's episode, I'm joined by Tom Dyer, who is a product manager at InterSystems for Integrated ML, the SQL-based machine learning tool within InterSystems Iris. Now, Tom has joined us for multiple episodes in the past, and so if you're interested in exploring those previous conversations about Integrated ML, about AI and analytics, machine learning in general, you can check back through our episode list and find the ones that he was on. Today, we're talking about a few different topics still all around that AI and machine learning category. Notably, Tom will share with us a new feature called AI Link, which is currently in an early access stage. And among other things, it bridges the gap between data scientists and business analysts. So we'll talk a bit about that. And this really ties in heavily with the conversation we had last episode with Carmen and Marianne about the semantic layer in your data. We'll also get a bit of an update from Tom on the state of integrated ML and hear about the latest developments there after we've talked about that in past episodes. So without further ado, let's hear from Tom. All right, Tom Dyer, welcome back to the podcast. I think you're a third time joining us. How's it going? Very good. Thanks very much, Derek. Um, So today we're going to kind of follow up actually with uh, a similar topic to what we had in our last episode with with two of your colleagues, Carmen and Marianne, um, about adaptive analytics. And today our focus is shifting from the analytics side to the kind of the machine learning side and some of the bridging technologies that we have, right? So uh, just to give a little roadmap of the conversation, we're going to talk about both uh, this new feature AI link that has an early access program for it, as well as kind of circle back to integrated ML. Sound good? Great. Thanks. Cool. Um, so just to get it started, um, you know, just for the people that maybe haven't heard our earlier episodes or are brand new to all of this, can you just give us the kind of 10,000 foot view on what integrated ML is as far as the uh, that's really kind of your heart and soul at InterSystems, right? You're a product manager for that product. So give us a little bit of a kind of just quick refresher on what Integrated ML is. Uh, yeah. So Integrated ML is a toolkit within our Iris data platform that's really just all SQL and very simple syntax to build and train and then use uh, machine learning models right on your data that's in that's in Iris already. So uh, if you have a table or a view that's got a bunch of columns that relate to a single column that you want to kind of predict, you want to understand the relationship within that table or view, you can use integrated ML to quickly build a model. And once that model is built, it's going to be able to uh, predict new rows in that table, say there are orders or something like that, Mm -hmm. and you have some machine learning model that's going to predict some aspect about those orders, and you get a new row in, and you can just use a very simple SQL function to get that prediction. Super general and super easy to use. Right. Nice. Nice. And and so I know from the the content that we helped to build in that as well, a key part of that audience is really um, net new people to machine learning, right? People that have SQL experience, but are not data scientists. They want to have low barriers to entry with machine learning. And so kind of just having all that right from a SQL interface has been, you know, very easy in my experience with it. And I think is intriguing when it comes to the use cases you mentioned there. Um, 
So kind of shifting that conversation and we will circle back to integrated ML a bit, but you know, you have that integrated ML machine learning side and then you have that analytics side with the kind of like understanding and be able to see your data and everything with adaptive analytics and all those other applications of it. So tell us a little bit about AI link and what that is uh, currently in an early access stage and how that might bridge the gaps between you know, what you mentioned there is machine learning, running models, making predictions, and that holistic view of your data and being able to make business decisions and everything like that. Yeah. So AI Link is a new uh, feature within our kind of adaptive analytics suite. And what it is, is it's a Python centric or a Python package mostly that has a bunch of functionality to do that bridging. So, for example, you can, from the Python side, if you are working in a notebook environment or you're trying to develop some, some data engineering kind of pipelines, you have access to that entire uh, BI model, the semantic layer, as well as all the data that's in IRIS. And you get uh, holistic functions that then allow you to make features, make new uh, columns within your data set which are just calculated measures in the in the BI world. Mm -hmm. And you can then pass those back and forth between whatever other tools are in your stack. If you're working with some other machine learning platform, uh, such as DataRobot, DataRobot can do some of this data engineering, it does data feature uh, engineering automated. And when it comes back with features that really uh, drive that prediction or drive that insight that you're trying to find, you can then take that feature that that data robot found and publish that in your at scale model back into the semantic layer and use that as 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 an insight in any dashboard you want. So it's very powerful to bridge between the machine learning side on the one hand and that semantic layer and the business view of your data on the other. Right. Nice. Nice. And, and so I think, um, the way I, I think I just heard you describe that basically, um, data robot is kind of an equivalent example to integrated ML in this case, right? Like, like, like you can really use any, uh, other endpoint for machine learning there that, you know, with AI link, it's not just a, a direct partnership with integrated ML, like a specific integration. You could use other machine learning tools as well. Yes. Very, very general. And, and what it, what the, the key functionality within within uh, adaptive analytics and at scale is is really translating the BI view of the data. Say say um, you have a time series or, or a temporal kind of uh, uh, data set. So, for example, within our 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 early access program, we've got an environment set up with adaptive analytics that has a a huge a data set that was published by Walmart and has been used in Kaggle competitions uh, to to kind of benchmark machine learning algorithms on predicting uh, the sales of various items within their catalog, mm -hmm. essentially, and predicting the inventory levels that you might need to satisfy that demand. So you can use any number of like additional bits of data that they um, that that match. Uh, say it's weather that can uh, that, that, that affects that demand. And uh, you're going to put all that data within uh, adaptive analytics. And once you define those relations, like where is the time axis, what is the, the units that you want to keep track of, like stock units or yep. inventory, yep. and define those dimensions within your semantic layer, 
adaptive analytics automates ability, uh, automates a lot of the uh, time management. So mm-hmm. you want to look at, say, the rolling average of demand over a certain period of time, say 30 days before uh, the time when you need to make the prediction. That can be a little bit daunting to uh, to program up in SQL and then incorporate into some pipeline. Typically, people pull out the data, do some manipulation in Python, and then put the data back in. You get a bunch of you know, data management issues right mm-hmm. there. So adaptive analytics actually has all that logic built in and makes it much higher level um, exercise to manipulate that data and be able to get insights from it. Right, right. That's really cool. I think, you know, from our past conversations, there's a few key things that stand out to me there. One is that, you know, like, first of all, as you're sitting there talking about time series, I think it's evident that we could, you know, you could easily have a much longer follow-up conversation about the details and, and really kind of fleshing out the use case you just described. And what that says to me is that it's actually increasing the audience that that this pairing of technologies can apply to, right? From what we talked about originally with integrated ML being really targeted at the low barrier, like like very easy to use machine learning, right? And then unlocking more of these capabilities to be able to use in conjunction with adaptive analytics um, and really having an option to do something with your predictions more than just kind of a SQL statement or the things that we've we have in our, our learning exercises and stuff like that, right? Yeah. So so, so one thing that that and that is really cool about adaptive analytics is that since it's so SQL centric, um, it allows you to just define calculated measures as any kind of SQL, as well as MDX expressions mm-hmm. that you want to put together that are more geared for those kind of rolling averages and means and sums and aggregated functions that are more, you know, more verbose and mm-hmm. SQL. Right. Um, so another measure that you can make is just a prediction. So you can actually use the SQL function, the integrated ML surfaces for your predictions. And you can just put that, just drop it right into a calculated measure. And now you can line up your predictions against the, the data in the past and build a dashboard and all sorts of plots mm-hmm. in Tableau or whatever your, your BI tool is. Uh, and so you're, you are, as you mentioned, just kind of expanding the, the kind of the utility of the, the base SQL as well as, as interesting uh, additional things like integrated ML. It's very, it's yeah. very cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, and I think to, to look at that a year after or two years after we kind of very first talked about integrated ML, it's cool to see, right? Because that was one of the questions people might have had in the beginning is like, this is cool. What should I do now with this prediction, right? And I think this is a, a really well-developed like example of what, you know, the other technologies can help, you know, enable you to do. So, um, so coming back a bit to integrated ML, um, you know, you, you just talked a bit about time series there, kind of like the complexity of that. We're going to try to keep this at a higher level than going into the details, but tell us a little bit about if that's something to look for in integrated ML coming in 2023, potentially, um, kind of, kind of basically the latest updates, you know, for the people that might have listened to our earlier conversations about integrated ML, what's kind of the current state and the the new things people should know about integrated ML outside of the entire AI link conversation? Yeah, so uh, we do have a an upcoming uh, feature. It's going to be time series support. So what that means is that there there are uh, these problems similar to the Walmart stock prediction problem that are that are very heavily time dependent. Mm-hmm. And when you translate those kind of problems into machine learning 
kind of tools and toolkits and methods, you get there's specialized methods and specialized techniques to deal with that temporal component. For example, when you need to do uh, validation of a model and testing on different subsets of data, you have to take into account that that the data should uh, be temporally valid. You cannot use information that that uh, it, that is available in the future uh, to make your predictions uh, if you're mm-hmm. thinking about the past. That's called right. like information leakage. Uh, so, so you have to you have to account for that, and you need special tools. So we've developed a pipeline to to kind of handle that. Yeah. So the way we designed integrated ML originally is in this very simple kind of tabular auto ML format. You have one table or view, like I mentioned at the beginning, mm-hmm. and you've got one column that you're going to predict on, and you're expecting that you get new rows. Um, or, you know, that, that this table is growing row by row and you're going to predict one of those columns. Right. So that's the, the shape of the data in a normal AutoML problem. Now, with time series, however, you really want to get new rows because you want to predict forward in time if you had that same table and you wanted to think about how multiple rows are going to, to, uh, to evolve and how the data evolves over time. So we had to make new SQL to kind of capture that. Right. And so instead of just being able to predict one particular point in time, which is kind of how we set up the Walmart problem to use integrated ML in our EAP with adaptive analytics and AI link, mm-hmm. you'll actually be able to predict multiple points in forward in time. And that's the typical way that time series forecasting methods, traditionally, like statistically, uh, using ARIMA methods, any of these autoregressive methods that that use one uh, prediction and build on that for the next prediction and build on that for the for subsequent predictions. Right, right. Nice, nice. So that's exciting. And, and I think um, I'm sure people who are newer to this hear some of those, you know, buzzwords and might need to go Google some of them and, and kind of learn more about it. I think, like we said, you know, we don't have the time to dive into all the details, but it's just it's it's interesting and exciting to hear that those things are being built in. Right. And, and, and you'll have the ability to kind of increase the scope of usership of that product versus just kind of the, like you mentioned, very, very straightforward SQL table that you kind of started from. Right. Exactly. Um, so kind of wrapping up here, looking forward, um, I know you just talked about one major thing to look for in 2023, but another thing that's been a theme across many of our products has actually been this move to the cloud. Um, so kind of my, my, my ending catch-all question is for you to tell us a little bit about what integrated ML in the cloud is going to mean in the future in 2023. And then just in general, if you want to tie into that same answer, what people can do to learn more as far as, you know, how, you know what, what to look for in the developer community, if there's any opportunities to use the cloud service, things like that. Uh, yeah, so uh, very exciting times around here because we are going to be offering more and more of our functionality uh, through the cloud. And uh, one of those uh additions or uh, to our product portfolio will be an, a fully managed integrated ML as a service, essentially. Uh, and I got a chance to, to look at a preview, and we actually used a preview uh, in, a, in a hackathon here uh, in Cambridge. Mm, nice. And it was uh, really well received. Kids, uh, <laughs> kids, I say, <laughs> because anybody <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that I see at a college um, <laughs> looks like... <laughs> Uh, very young. So, anyways, these uh, hackathon 
participants were able to to quickly just uh, get get set up, uh, import their data, and uh, use integrated ML, create, train, validate models, and incorporate them into a unique solution that they developed over 24 hours. It was really interesting to see. So we're going to be rolling that out. There should be some um, early access programs coming up that you would be able to see in the developer community. Um, as well, we're going to have um, some programming contests, yep. as as we always do, and uh, it should be exciting next year. Nice. Awesome. So uh, we will, as usual, put the links that are relevant for that into the podcast description here. So uh, certainly your ability to go check out the early access um, opportunities that you have with different technologies, including these couple that we've talked about. Um, so, Tom, thank you so much for joining us, and we'll have to catch up with you again when we see more exciting things develop. Absolutely. Thanks very much. So thanks again to Tom for joining us for another great conversation about machine learning, about integrated ML, some more detailed conversations in this one, talking about time series functionality, things like that. I think there's a lot to go over from that. And I think it was a good follow-up conversation from the one we had last episode with Carmen and Marianne about that semantic layer and adaptive analytics. I think the AI link features that Tom talked about really show the way that you can open up some of that functionality to the various other users in an organization that might have more usage for adaptive analytics than the you know SQL-based interface that they'd be using for integrated ML, right? I think it's showing a growth from the first time that we talked about integrated ML when it was very simply running a SQL query and getting results. I think seeing a place that you can put those results and actually utilize them and make business decisions based on them and forecasting and things like that was very interesting to hear Tom talk about. The other thing that we'll kind of close with here is the ending conversation with Tom about cloud services and integrated ML as a service. You're going to see this more and more, and I've mentioned it a few different times now on podcasts. The cloud service presence of InterSystems Technologies is growing, and InterSystems is investing in getting these product functionalities available as cloud services, discrete cloud services that you can launch and be able to you know, use uh, on demand, right? So if you're interested in more of that, certainly check out the early access program page that is linked in the podcast episode and be able to explore the different ways that you can get involved early and just reach out if you have any additional questions about that. That'll do it for our episode on AI link and integrated ML. We'll see you next time on data points. Data points.